Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Brain Food Podcast. I am Casey Thomas and today I want to talk to you about breakfast. Before I do, please be sure to go ahead and leave me a rating and review. I want to know exactly what you're thinking about all of these podcasts that I've been putting out. And if you can, please also subscribe because I do want you to be the first to know when I have more stuff coming on out. Without further ado, let's talk about breakfast. I'm sure you've heard a lot of different phrases about breakfast. (laughs) Uh, You know, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Someone once said, eat breakfast like a king lunch like a prince, and dinner like a pauper? Is there any truth to these sayings? That's what I want to get into today. So every single meal of the day is important, okay? Let's let's get that out of the way. Every meal is important. <laughs> However, breakfast is unique. You have a very unique physiological state in the morning due to your hormones and due to your circadian rhythm patterns and all that kind of stuff. And that does make breakfast a little bit different than some of your other meals. And as one one example, your insulin sensitivity, just how well you process carbs, is highest in the morning. And that ability to process carbs steadily decreases as the day goes on. So what do we see with the observational research data out there. And by observational, I simply mean this wasn't, you know, a controlled trial where they brought them into a lab. It's just when we look at people on average and we observe them, do the people who eat breakfast have any different traits than the people who do not eat breakfast? And it turns out, yes, we do. Some very fascinating research has come out. I'm going to just highlight some of the key bits uh, relevant to this particular podcast. Um, We have studies showing improved tension, improve concentration, improve memory, and improve school achievement in K-12 aged children in those who are regularly eating breakfast compared to those who don't. That right there is awesome already, right? We also have data showing that children who eat breakfast regularly will have uh, superior nutritional profiles than those who skip breakfast, okay? We also have data showing that breakfast eaters are less likely to be overweight and obese. We have data showing that people who eat breakfast regularly will have better cognitive function, better memory, and better school attendance. Okay, so in short, I guess to summarize the observational research data, we have studies showing that those who regularly eat breakfast have better test scores, do better in school, have better physical fitness, have better better performance, and they are less likely to be obese. And all of that sounds amazing, right? (laughs) Um, However, these are all observational research studies, okay? They don't differentiate, for example, you know, whether or not you are a habitual breakfast eater or not. So do you regularly eat breakfast or are you someone who just regularly skips breakfast? And what you see when you start looking at these studies is that among regular breakfast eaters, breakfast is great for them, okay? Breakfast reduces their fatigue, it improves their performance, it improves their focus. If you force a regular breakfast eater to skip breakfast, then it causes them to stay drowsy, okay? They don't really wake up. On the other hand, when we compare to people who regularly skip breakfast, are skippers, you see that there is no real change as the morning goes on, okay? They just are at the state that they are at. (laughs) It gets a little bit more interesting, though, when you force a skipper to eat breakfast. 
And what do you think happens there? And so this was kind of surprising. But what you see is that as long as the breakfast is high quality and balanced, and balanced is a keyword here, which we'll talk about on the next podcast episode, you see that these individuals who are forced to eat breakfast but are regular skippers, they feel more alert, more satiated, more content, so their mood is better, and they have improved cognitive performance up to two hours later. Now, it is true that in this group, it will come down. Um, They aren't used to eating breakfast, and so there is a little bit of a post-meal dip um, about two hours or later afterwards. Okay, so where do I stand (laughs) on this in relation to brain performance? If you regularly eat breakfast, you need to keep doing it. And this is especially important on your big days. Okay, I hear a lot of people who on the big days, they decide to skip breakfast because they get nervous or anxious. That just acts like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because when you skip breakfast and you're a regular breakfast eater, you get all the performance decreases that I talked about before. Okay, so you need to maintain these habits on those days or else you will definitely run into problems and just (laughs) ruin the whole situation. Okay, so maintain your habits. There's also the chance that, you know, it's not it's not causal, right, because we were talking about the observational studies. But if you do decide to regularly eat breakfast, there is the chance, you know, that it might improve your overall fitness, your health, your mood, your weight status, and even your cognitive performance. And so there's good upside, right? On the other hand, if you regularly skip breakfast, you can get along fine. You're not going to see any decreases if you continue to skip your breakfast. But as we talked about earlier, you can get a free boost in performance for at least two hours if you do decide to add it in as long as that breakfast is balanced in quality. So that's kind of cool and might be worth considering. You just need to be sure that you are ready to rescue your performance on the back end of, of, you know, that two hour time block. But, but do know that the, if you are a breakfast skipper now, you can become a habitual breakfast eater. You can force yourself to become someone who has those habits. And then that two hour dip is no longer going to be an issue. On the other hand, you can do the same thing. If you are a regular breakfast eater, you can become a regular breakfast skipper, and then you will stop seeing some of those performance decreases that go along with skipping once your body gets used to it. So it all depends on what your body is used to be doing. Now, I do have a couple extra notes that I want to share with you. In either case, whether or not you skip breakfast or whether you're a regular breakfast eater, if you are malnourished, then skipping messes you up. (laughs) Okay? So if your diet sucks, basically, you should be eating breakfast. All right. Eat breakfast if your diet sucks. If you are very active, activity requires a lot of calories. All right. I do hope that you are exercising because that is one of the best ways to improve your brain performance and your health. So please, please, please exercise. But if you are very active, then skipping meals is is a problem because it then becomes difficult to squeeze in enough of what you need in a day. What I typically hear is that People will skip breakfast, have a small lunch, or maybe even skip lunch also, um, kind of snack throughout the day, and then they will binge on these calorie-dense foods in the evening because their body is just starved. It's trying to get all of the required calories that it needs. But your stomach is only so big, okay? Your stomach is only so big, so it has to go for calorie-dense foods. 
what happens is this comes at the expense of nutrient-dense foods, okay? So it's very hard to get, you know, say, all 2,000 calories in a single meal and incorporate a lot of things like vegetables that are very nutrient-dense. And the reason is because things like vegetables and fruits, those don't have a lot of calories in them, but they take up a lot of space. So what you tend to see with this kind of pattern is you're, you're forced to eat these high calorie dense foods at the expense of a lot of nutrient dense foods. And that can lead to nutrient deficiencies and all sorts of other uh, problems for your performance. And there is one final note that I want to add here, and it's simply because I know enough people are interested in weight loss. Many people will skip breakfast trying to follow you know, the intermittent fasting protocol, which is very popular these days. And this is an attempt to help reduce their calories. And that's fine. I've, in fact, recommended a, a similar protocol to people before. Uh, many of my clients do, do follow, follow this kind of pattern and see that it helps them. So if you are a breakfast skipper because you're trying to lose weight, you, you've decided, okay, wait a second, maybe there is enough upside for me to want to reintroduce breakfast. You need to be careful if your goal is weight loss, because if you just add calories back in, then you're going to just be increasing your weight. And what you need to be doing instead is compensate by eating less somewhere else. So it's about replacement, and it's not so much about simply adding it back in. If you decide you want to maintain your intermittent fasting protocol, that's fine. You do you. I'm not trying to force you to eat breakfast. But I do highly recommend that if you're doing the most popular version of intermittent fasting, which is a feeding window from noon to 8 p.m., something like that, that's, that's very typical, then I highly recommend that you consume caffeine in the morning. This is going to help out with your circadian rhythms, which are simply your internal clocks. Because what you've done by eating from 12 to 8 as your feeding window, you've artificially shifted your biological clock upwards a little bit. Okay, because now your body thinks your day starts at noon rather than starting in the morning. And getting that caffeine in the morning, that's going to help kickstart your internal clock and kind of realign it with nature and what a human body should naturally be doing. So if you do follow the classic intermittent fasting protocol from 12 to 8, be sure that you are getting caffeine in the morning. Okay, with that, I will stop talking about this. And I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, please be sure to leave me a rating and review so I know what you thought of this topic. Um, I love hearing from you guys. Truly, I, I really, really do. I read 100% of what you write to me. If you can, also please subscribe. It helps me out a whole bunch. And I want you to be the first to know when I have new episodes coming live. And with that, I'm out of here. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.